I'm Leslie Torres. And I'm Bronna Marks. And together we co-host West Coast Mix and Bounce. For all things West Coast NBA. That's right. We cover the Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and yes, the Kings and the Suns. When there's something good to talk about. We have a new and fun episode every two weeks where we break down the craziest headlines in the NBA that pertain to the West Coast teams. We are such a niche podcast that you won't find anywhere else. I mean, two girls with experience in the field talking West Coast basketball. Um, yeah, you want to listen. This is West Coast Mix and Bounce brought to you by LAFB Network. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of West Coast Mix and Bounce. I'm here with Brana and I'm Leslie. And today we have an, a kind of a full episode just because so much has been happening during the playoffs. We're going to be talking about the Suns being eliminated by the Dallas Mavericks. We're going to be talking about the Warriors and how they made it back to the Western Conference Finals. We're also going to be talking about the NBA lottery today, you know, just little tidbits of what happened, and then maybe some rumors or free agency trade rumors that could have happened, but uh, we're not so sure they're going to happen anymore. And then at the end, we're just going to touch on the WNBA and our West Coast teams and see what they've been up to in just like this one week that the season has started. But yep. before we get into all that good stuff, yep, it's a lot. It was a mouthful. <laughs> um, let's... Let's it's postseason for you. Postseason and ongoing start of season is a lot. <laughs> yeah, this one whole month period is going to be very basketball full for us. Very and great basketball too because the playoffs have been really intense. Have been really yeah. great games, except that game seven uh, <laughs> of the Suns and the Mavericks. Yeah, what a I, blowout! Please I know blow y'all out. are gonna come for me because I was really behind the Suns this whole season. I and was like, it's okay. We they made they were they had the best record, didn't they? They did. They How? did. That, you can't blame us. I feel like they both they like pulled the Clippers move. They were just like, oh yeah, we're great, we're a great team, and then boom, tank game seven. Like, sorry. Uh, okay, we just have where, a lot where to do we even about. start? Where I do we even start with this? That's crazy. <laughs> Like it's just so much after winning 64 games in a regular season and being on such a high and having done this already, having learned from your mistakes and playing basically almost the same amount of teams, the same caliber, the same aggression. And they just flopped like they lost all their energy like they did last year. Um, CP3 kind of like was at a standstill. They like found the Mavs found his, um, you know, his kryptonite as far as fouling goes. And he wasn't really able to produce, uh, I think the way people think he should have. And yeah, just boom, boom, boom. Like that's what the sound goes on in my head for the Suns. And I think they kind of messed up when the series got tied because they were on such a great momentum, like, like winning. And like, they were, they had it. Like, I felt like, okay, the Mavericks don't have nothing against it. Not even when they tied. Yeah, when they tied it. Yeah, I think it was that. But after that, you kind of saw the shift in the Mavs change. Yep. And Luca's mindset just changed completely after, I think, like, when they were 2-2 two and two and two or 3-2. and two. And from there on, they look, like, scary. The Mavericks look scary. And for you to beat the team with the best record in game six, 113 to 86. Healthy. In game seven, yes, 123 to 90. It yeah. was like, 
their defense and the way they and then the way the Suns kind of choked because because I'm like they did choke. yes it's great defense but then they kind of did choke like they got nervous they just right. couldn't do it and that's something you don't see coming from the top team of a Western Conference like exactly that was and hands down like so much credit goes to Luca because he went off <laughs> no was, for real I mean that's was crazy that's what everybody's talking about now we you know we have we're in the finals the the conference finals for postseason right now and everybody's mm-hmm. talking about Luka Doncic Luka Doncic who does he remind you of how is he playing this well how did he close out you know a 60 win team and all you know good ups to him obviously we're going to get the discussion about how he has to face Steph Curry Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson I'm excited for that I'm excited. um but just to keep on this the Suns conversation real quick because there I feel like there is a lot to break down because they literally broke down as a team and just going backwards a little bit to the first round when they played the Pelicans one it's the Pelicans two they don't have Sion yes they have like excuse me Brandon Ingram and all these young stars that coming out but it still took them six games to blow them out and I, I feel like we're starting to see a trend here with how uh they pace themselves one mm-hmm. throughout a game and then two throughout a series what seemed to be a repetitive theme with them is like oh it's a series oh it's the playoffs oh you know mm-hmm. we have to play all the games all the way through and it's just like i feel like where the league is at now if you look at all the other teams around them they're aggressive they're fast they're fast paced you know they're big quality shooters and mm-hmm. i feel like the suns are lacking that they feel a little old which is weird because they're not old. they're so young not, yeah exactly but they play in a very old-fashioned way and mm-hmm. you know god bless monty williams coach coach of the year he did a great job but i really mm-hmm. think most of this falls on the players like y'all got to all these wins why couldn't you do anything in clutch time why did you basically give up i mean it, they weren't even trying mm-hmm. in game seven they weren't even trying every player on the sun's team was in negatives and all the starters were negative double digits i'm talking about like negative 32 negative i mean and the the bench also if you like look at the benches numbers they didn't really mm. pick up this slack and in, in the series either and we've talked about how you know players like cam johnson players like campaign these are players that come off the bench and provide energy and provide points they didn't they didn't show up they they mm-hmm. just weren't there and that's the thing with the dallas mavericks too though like lucas showed up but so did jalen brunson like mm-hmm. it, he he kind of did motivate everybody on his own but then he had the backup and when for the Suns you're looking to Chris Paul you're looking to Devin Booker and they're producing numbers like 10 points in game seven or 11 points in game seven where where is that one other player that's going to be like well they're not doing what they're supposed to do we have to step up and that comes to your point about the bench the bench was definitely not there DeAndre Aiden, I was so disappointed in game seven, Again. you know, but he did, he did come through in game, I feel like in game six, he tried a little bit more, like he was there, but just game seven was a disaster for the whole team, like all yeah. around for the Suns, and give a lot of credit to the Dallas Mavericks, to Luka Doncic, to those players that didn't end up stepping up on their behalf, like mm-hmm. they, they really did come through, but I feel like it's going to be some work this offseason because I am shocked. I am pretty shocked. Like, we both yeah. had, like, the Suns, 
at the top of our list as being like top competitors of the West, great competitors for the Warriors, and then this happens, and you're just like, well, yeah. what what happened? What went wrong? So for sure, something needs to change. Do you think it might be like they need to hire a new coach or maybe new staff to like freshen up the plays? Um, I think maybe I they become too predictable. Yes, that is actually a really good word. Predictable is definitely a good word. Comfortable. I mean, it, it just kind of feels like they were on cruise control this entire mm -hmm. postseason. Like, oh, we got this so far, so we just keep doing exactly what we're doing. Um, and I really don't know who the blame is going to fall on at this point. I would say right now it's the players. I would say Chris Paul needs to take on a lot of responsibility for how he played and how he led um, as a teammate. I would say Devin Booker. You know, these are the players that they're they're looking at, their star players, and these are the ones that are first to lag behind. And it just, in this kind of situation, it doesn't work. In the regular season, that can work. You know, you can expect your star players to be out and y'all don't have to win that many games in a row. But I, I just feel like their timing and their pace and their understanding of like being in the moment is not there. We saw Chris Paul get hot for a while. You know, the Mavs were able to really um, get under his skin. I feel like make mm -hmm. him very impatient, make him, you know, commit ridiculous fouls um, and, it, and make him have turnovers. He had seven turnovers in the first half of game one three and that was like a high for him so you know as a veteran he's a smart player and yes he has this goal to get his championship but i there's still a lot for him to learn as well even as a vet that something is not clicking mm -hmm. yeah i feel like for some reason it, it was either probably a mental thing too because mm -hmm. all that like little back chatter of like oh so and so said this or they're so cocky and then because it, it's now it's a whole like thing right and so of course it's just like did that that could have probably affected the outcome of the game or how are you gonna talk so big and then not show up in game seven and then that gets into your mental it's it's so much i feel like but definitely yeah. for sure the mavs were like we got this like we got them where we right where we want them and they just continue to like kill them in that game seven and yeah. of course and i agree with you they got too comfortable i feel like they relied so heavily on their natural maybe skills that mm -hmm. oh well, i can shoot well he can pass and then well it's not happening mm -hmm. like then that's when you have to rely on the fundamentals and nobody else did that i think and then on top it was yeah it was just a lot it was too it was too sad i think they need to go back to yeah it, it was really disappointing it was super disappointing they uh, did write I, an apology letter i don't know if you saw that <laughs> did they oh my gosh no i think i saw something about somebody tweeting like saying sorry to phoenix or we'll be back next year i think it was chris paul actually we'll be mm -hmm. back next year like mm -hmm. okay but you said that last year <laughs> you yeah. know and uh, i think it's just crunch time for them they don't know how to be confident or pick up the pace really in, mm -hmm. in crunch time. Like it's not just all going to work out. Like there's going to be scenarios that you need to be prepared for that. I feel like they are not preparing for. They're not preparing for, you know, mm -hmm. people to shut down CP like totally him fouling out in the first, in the fourth quarter and, you know, shutting down the book. And then, you know, what does the rest of the floor look like? Who's going to help? So mm -hmm. these these are situations that I feel like they're just not they're not taking into account. Yeah, 
And that was part of the game plan for the Mavericks, and they just it worked out perfectly for them. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it really they, did. They, they really shut it down. They really proved that they were there to play. You know, this is the first time that they came through and actually won a series. They've been in the playoffs, I think, several uh, years consecutively, but they haven't actually pulled off a series. But I think it's going to be hard for them now – because don't get us wrong, the Suns are Who very, very next? good. Yeah, exactly. A very, very good team. And they had to just play seven games against them. And now we have to go and play the Warriors. So I on that know. note, we could talk about how the Warriors got to where they're at. <sighs> they did. So they beat the, no, the Grizzlies, right? Yes. The just Grizzlies. recently. Just to just get into recently. the finals, the, the conference pull- finals. Let me pull that up because they went also, they went six, four, six games, six games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I mean, that's that. I feel like with the Warriors, they are not so much talk. They're more just, let me show you Action. what we can do. Right. And so you can see that on the floor, especially when you have like a team like the Grizzlies that are so young, are fast. They really are fast. They will the fast break they will get you with that and Mm -hmm. for them to be able to shut them down defensively because i feel like their defense was also like major spotlight in that series for the warriors and so now the mavs are coming into this situation like okay well they know how to defend fast fast breaks they know how to defend fast plays or whatever we have in mind they don't look like the type of team that are faced by this extra mental kind of stuff in the background Draymond Green talks just for fun. So that's not oh going to get him. <laughs> Draymond. Anybody can say anything. It's not going to get him. No, it's not going to face him. It's really not. Yeah. Or Curry at that. And then you have now Clay, who's getting in a sort of a kind of momentum towards the end of that series. So mm-hmm. if he's getting hot, Curry's Curry, Draymond's Draymond, it's going to look like a tough matchup for the Mavericks. But I don't put it past Luca because I feel like he has a very strong mentality that he will will his yeah. team to win. Like, yeah. set that fire under their butts because we're going to win. And you're not yeah. going to embarrass me because I talk shit. <laughs> and I will laugh I in your like. face. And I will laugh in your face as he does exactly. with everybody. You know, what's so funny is actually I meant to bring up the did you hear about the Luca special situation? Like Devin Booker took like a hard foul, well, quote unquote, hard foul and like fell into the first row and was like being dramatic. He wouldn't get up off the floor. And then somebody was recording and he was like, Luca special. And then he like got up and ran off. And so the Mavs also use fouling to their advantage. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there may be some faking of fouling. Luca may be dramatic. I I think he was really dramatic when he actually was able to uh, get Chris Paul out. But if that's the way, you know, he's going to get extra points for his teams, then he's, he going to do it. He going to play the actor in in this situation. Um, But in, in turn, the Mavs got the last laugh. So, and, and you know what? It brings me back to like uh, the Shaka, no, Haka Shack. So, like, you know, Sha- Shaquille O'Neal can't do free throws. And so, when the game is on the line, you're going to foul him and it's going to be like, well, that's, that's the game plan. Yep. And you prepare for that game plan. So, same thing with uh, the Mavericks. You know, Luca's going to come and be a, a little pest, uh, a Patrick Beverly t- type of player if you like on at least on that side, and be really dramatic about it. Right. So if you know that's going to happen, you do have to prepare for it, or at least mentally, don't let it get to you. Like, exactly. 
that at least that's the least but but play wise I, yeah and i think I that agree. i think that reflects that patience uh, and playing you know a team that is willing and really trying to get under your skin the mm-hmm. warriors for the most part, kept their cool against the Grizzlies because there was definitely a little back and forth going on. Uh, like you, I said, was gonna I- say, I took it back. I was gonna take it back. I was like, didn't Curry say like he was gonna something? What was that? Um, I mean, the poly- lyric. The- <laughs> Uh, the playoffs is about talking shit, so they're gonna talk shit to each other. <laughs> I know, but it's like that's the that's the dynamic. I feel like that makes it fun, first of all, at least for yeah. as watching. But then also just like it. I feel like, I don't know, Curry is not the type to yeah. talk shit, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I I did feel it. It was, like, out of character. But I feel like maybe he's super confident that they're going to win, get, get the win at the end. That he's willing to, like, quote this lyric and be like, yeah, this is how we're going to win. And at the right. end, it did come through. Eh, game six, it could have been, like, a sweep. It could have been... Yep. I mean, they back it up even when they played a team like Denver and Denver was able to avoid a sweep, but in the Mm -hmm. end, they only went. No, exactly. And then (laughs) you're playing against Jokic, who again won the MVP, which I'm also like, "Eh," but, you know, that's a different conversation. Um, (laughs) But, you know, they they were able to close that out super quick, real easy. They got their rest and then they were on to play Memphis. Now with Memphis, they have a younger, more aggressive, more gritty team than than Mm -hmm. somebody like the Nuggets who play I think a little more closer to like how the Suns play a little old fashioned, a little slower play, a little at a slower pace. And um, I think they really knew that they had it in the bag after jaw went down because that's like, that's like, God forbid, like Steph or clay going down and you're in semifinals of the playoffs and you're playing an equally as aggressive team. And especially For when sure. they have the, the home advantage. I mean, Memphis was like that stadium had to be late. shaking. Oh, shaking. It was late. Like, it, it sounded it. it sounded so loud from like the TV and like just like cause yeah from the outside looking in it looked like everybody was so excited like the mm-hmm. his dad in the sideline was a whole vibe too and so like yeah that I mean but that's like things that for me I'm like that can be easily distract anybody yeah. and the fact that the Warriors continue to to stay through it and you know what maybe the series would have been different if Jaw would have stayed in the game I don't know yeah. but I mean. I think so, I mean, but you know, I'm a jaw fan, so I'm, I feel like it would have came down to like the last minute, like the last second. Yeah, I and mean, like either somebody made a mistake or a or a basket that went in, like or a basket that wouldn't go in went in because that's how close I think it was and how much potential the uh, Grizzlies have. Yeah, I mean they were all majority ish close games except for that one game five, game five. extreme <laughs> blowout, like blowout, like and the Grizzlies. That was so nasty. <laughs> I feel like it was so wow. It was and like I said, I really think the Warriors already kind of understood their situation that they were going to be able to go home. They already had a three one lead. Then it was only 3-2. They still only had one game to win. It's only one game. And if they were going to go back home, back home, they had that advantage. Yeah. So I don't think their stars played to their top notch. I mean, most of them didn't even play, I think, the fourth quarter. Um, so they were able to really rest. And now they could rest for Western Conference Finals. But in the end, I think Memphis, they have so much potential like to just keep oh, getting sure. better. Um mm-hmm. 
you know, they know they're going to be back and they're not going to, they're going to fight 10 times as hard. And I really felt bad for Jaw seeing him go out because he knew he wasn't going to be able to be there for his team. You know, some, some injuries that you're able to play through, but unfortunately this one would have been more long-term issues than anything. So, yeah. you know, in the end though, it was a great series and I, I would have loved to, to see it go to game seven. I really would have <laughs> loved it. I think I think yeah, it would have gone to game seven. It would have been anybody's game because it would have came to like the last, like the last seconds. I think so. Yeah. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see because now they're gonna take on the Dallas Mavericks. So the only team that survived on our Western Southern Pacific Division are yes. the Warriors so far. So, I mean, do you? What do you think? Are they gonna take the dub against the Mavs? Yeah. Are they going to the finals? Yeah, I would say the Warriors, one, they already have three championships under their belt, two, with a majority of the players that they have when they won those three championships, and three, the Mavs, mm -hmm. this is their first time getting as close as they've gotten, and in the end, I think it's going to come down to experience rather than, you know, just will, honestly, because the Warriors already have the will and they have the experience and they have the confidence and, you know, they could talk shit and back it up. So uh, I think it's going to be a fun series. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to go to seven games. I honestly give it five or six. I feel like the Warriors are going to flush it out real quick and get their rest before finals because they're going to have to play the Heat or the Celtics and Ooh. that side of the bracket for the league That's is crazy. Yeah, that was a oh. that was a mix up right there. <laughs> I, I know, I know. We don't talk about the East side, but <laughs> what the yeah. Eastern Conference. But that that is the Celtics beating the Bucks was huge, and the Heat like just huge. silently making a comeback. Like no one had. I feel like no one really had them in their like top picks. Mm -mm. Maybe a couple like Heat fans, but they're like on the way of possibly going to the finals again yeah that's mm -hmm. crazy that's crazy uh but for let's see for me i think if because the warriors bench has been pretty solid right like i feel like they've been helpful enough and so if they continue sure. to be like that like second unit that comes up and helps clay curry and draymond i feel like they for sure have a good chance of winning against the maps just because i feel like on the maps Luke, it's just Luca's show, basically. Yeah, exactly. And, like, what happens if something happens and he's out for a game or two? Or what happens if he's just tired and he's just, he can't do it? Like, then exactly. you rely on the rest of the team who, unfortunately, haven't stepped up. Maybe, like, Jalen Brunson did that one game, but it's just, like, that one game. We need, exactly. This is a whole series. So, I feel like, for sure, I'm, I'm not for sure, but I'm just going to go, I'm going to give it to the Warriors because they're our only... Western Conference team that we talk about that are still in it. So we want one, at least something to go to the finals. Someone. <laughs> I know, right? And so I think I'm going Warriors too. Yeah, I totally back that. And with Clay Thompson back as well, you know, mm -hmm. people are comparing the fact that they didn't go, you know, far in the playoffs without him, but they but those years prior, they won championships and they were in the finals like five consecutive years in a row. Yep. So and he showed out on 
in game six, you know, he had eight threes, 30 points, 11 of 22, eight rebounds. I mean, he went off and then you had other players step up like Looney. He had 22 rebounds. And this was some something, you know, this was a challenge against the front court of the Grizzlies who have Adams and Jackson Jr. And they've been playing real hard under the basket yeah. all season. So the fact that we're seeing these Warrior players really, like, step into their role is just already boosts the fact that they have – it's a pool party. They got the Splash Brothers. It's just a lot, you know. Well, Kevin Looney had 22 rebounds in Game 7. Like, yeah. what? That's Insane. a lot of Career rebounds. high. And, mm-hmm. and exactly. And then who are you playing against, like – veterans like steven adams like you said like where is that should have been more of a stop (laughs) or you know so yeah i feel like they're very young they have that potential and so it's gonna be a fun series regardless because luca's gonna talk shit and draymond's draymond so i feel like it's gonna be back and forth too on the outside and then plus on the game that's gonna be draymond is starting to get very pat bev ish i'm like okay sir i thought we tamed this down you're too old for this (laughs) girl the guys are fighting they're like going back and forth and they say girls are dramatics and they're going back and forth on national television and on social media yeah it's crazy it's crazy and like, then everybody's joining in ah! everybody's really into it this year i mean all much better for the fans and for us to talk about so yeah i'm, I'm really not mad about it i know so hopefully the warriors can progress and you know we can talk about the finals maybe who do you if the warriors go to the finals who do you think they might going to play celtics or heat or which matchup do you want to see oh if they I do mean, I, I just saw I just watched game one last night and it was honestly already a to- toss up and both teams were like playing their asses off already game one. Jimmy Butler went off. Like it was back and forth. Like you thought the Celtics were gonna win and you were like, oh, the Heat are coming back. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, this is chaotic. But I really like I really don't know. I want to say the Celtics just because I feel like Jason Tatum has been on this tear for a while now. And mm-hmm. he's really the thing that hurts is that they have Marcus Smart out. Um, they had Al Harford out, and these are like really top players for them. So in the end, if they don't win, it'll be for health reasons, and that will suck. But we have seen something like that happen before, so I wouldn't be oh, surprised sure. if the Heat win. But I I want to pick the Celtics. You know what? I I want to see. I want to pick the Heat just because I want to see Jimmy Butler go up against like Curry and Clay and all the and all the gang. Because yeah. I feel like that would be very fun to watch and like just off the court too. There's gonna be so much talking shit. So <laughs> and I much. I live for the drama. I like it. You know, right. guys are very dramatic. So yeah, I like. I'll dig into. Right. That, they but... they try to play like they're not like. Are we the drama? Yes. Yes. Y'all are <laughs> the drama. <laughs> <laughs> like big time drama exactly uh, so yeah i i would see the heat but yeah for sure celtics jason tatum he's been going off too that'd be nice to see actually i feel like because i'm a lakers fan it kind of stops me from ever picking the celtics you know what that makes complete sense <laughs> and it's just like maybe it's my subconscious but at least i'm letting it i'm letting it out i'm letting it be known. Yeah. i would honestly <laughs> love to see eric spolstra like take another team to the finals like i feel like that would be amazing mm-hmm. for him as a coach the fact that he's been with them for so long and he's been able to adjust and revamp and now he's right where he wants to be like you know yeah. on, on the edge of the finals that's 
Good for him. Claps up for him. <laughs> that's a coach. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for real coach. And and good for the Heat for trusting him and letting him because you know they're quick to be like, oh, we're not going to the finals like three yes. years in a row. Like chop. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, everybody just relax. <laughs> and it's crazy because they were like a top, they were the top team in the bubbles too. So and that was like mm-hmm. what, only two years ago? They so actually played to... the Celtics for the finals, the Eastern Conference finals. Right? For the so now it's like job. a rematch. Mm-hmm. Let's see who comes out. Let's see who comes out on top. But that's going to be a fun series. Ah, I'm excited for both both series, both sides, and let's see what happens. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let me see. The other Western Conference teams. Well, actually, so we just had the draft lottery, right? Right. That was last night. Most of our teams didn't get no top picks. Oh, no. No. The Kings, you know, they the- said... They got right Eight. where they need to be again, four. So oh, fourth, fourth. Yeah, so they got four, and they'll be getting another young star to develop, I guess, because that's, like, their theme. That's just their I've already do. said, I think I've said this enough, but they don't know how to draft. And if they do, they just, they don't know what to do with the talent that they have. They don't. And and honestly, I haven't even looked at college players to see who's, like, should be in the top list. But at the end of the day, for the Kings... It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Are they are they gonna do something with it, or will they trade it? It could be used as a trading piece for this upcoming off season. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I feel like that is probably gonna be where my attention lies if they decide to trade it, and mm-hmm. if they do for who. But um, someone that's not getting traded is supposedly Russell Westbrook. (laughs) Supposedly. So the Lakers landed eighth in the draft lottery, but that pick is going to New Orleans anyways for when they got AD. Um, But yeah, recent news came out that, you know, the Lakers are not expecting to let Russ go, you know, despite Mm -hmm. rumors and and tensions. And I don't know how that's going to work out for them. I just don't think he fits there. From what I heard is that they're asking the coaches mm-hmm. how would they plan to play him, right? right. And, it, and this is probably out there somewhere. And it's just like, I guess that is a smart question. But, like, if is there a game plan? Is there a way to play all your stars in the right way? Because we've seen Vogel, I, I think we've seen him try to execute it in multiple ways. And, and they're still waiting did, for a head coach, too. They're still waiting for that. Yeah, and it led to him getting benched in the fourth quarter. So it's just like, ah. Yeah. Could there, you know what? Could there be a way? Yes. I feel like there's always a possibility. There has to be a possibility. But given the situation that the Lakers are in, I don't even see how they could treat him or who would even want to pick up the contract or if they even have enough space to move him around so they're doing the best with what they got themselves into unfortunately whether yeah. they like it or not it's just like this is where we're where we're at and you're they're asking the right questions like how are you going to play lebron ad and russ at the mm-hmm. same time in different different rotations with who with like what what's happening so i feel like they're stuck with what they they're stuck with, and they're making the best of it. But that's a good. I feel like that's a positive question to ask during yeah. interviews for the head coach. Should it happen already a little bit sooner? I think so. I feel like when you leave too many stuff up in the air, you just leave for more space for anxiety and like questions to be asked, and yep. just pick a coach. 
Let's get Honestly, this started and let's start working on it. Like it's already it's been a month or two, almost two months, and they still haven't made a decision on a coach. Like yo, like the off season is just as important as you know preseason, mm-hmm. and and they need up. all the time they can get. <laughs> yes, they need to do the Olay bonding. They need to go fly to Hawaii and do a boat trip. I don't know, but they need to like <laughs> get it together because this is not working. LeBron is getting old. No matter how much he says he want to play with Bronny or whatever he wants to do mm-hmm. he's getting like he him and cp3 they on the same caliber and look what look what's happening mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's getting it's starting to get very like chaotic and uncomfortable and the more that happens the less of a chance you have for your stars to one stay healthy and one keep their head in the game like you know so <sighs> i don't know it gives yeah. me the jitters. We will stay. We will stay in like rumors and in contacts to see what happens with the Lakers. But I just feel like they need to make a choice as soon as possible. The thing that scares me is that they haven't made a choice. Is because no one has really come up with a good answer to that question that they're asking. So mm-hmm. it's just like, ugh. Then yeah. you're literally stuck. You're, what you're telling everybody is that you're stuck, exactly, because you haven't hired anybody um, to take that position. So Lost I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> exactly yeah. so we'll so, uh, keep an eye on that but yeah really underneath nice. that though the clippers got 12 in the lottery mm-hmm. but that pick is going to okc golden state's 28 i mean hopefully they're on the verge of another championship so who cares who they pick in the draft mm-hmm. <laughs> and phoenix also give their pick to okc which i'm like ooh, that probably hurts because they probably do need like a rookie to bring some kind of you know good oh. energy mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'll use they'll use whatever they have underneath that to to trade around. Who knows? But I I think in the end the Phoenix does need to take advantage of the trade deadline and draft and all of that. I think they need. Yeah, to, they can make moves. Uh huh. I think they need fresh energy on the team for sure. Yeah. Well, the draft lottery is not going to work for I think for the Lakers, Clippers, or Suns. Only mm-hmm. for the Kings, it's looking like. So let's just wait and see what happens. Let's see what the Kings do. Let's see. My rainbow's we- back, guys. Oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> it's like it gives you good luck. <laughs> so, um, good luck, but, though, is for the NB- the WNBA because their season just started. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. And it just, <laughs> the season just started. This <laughs> is like a feeling uh, in my bones. It's, it's honestly it's, they're off to a great start at least for our western teams which are the aces the mercury the sparks all they lost they lost last night so maybe not that great they are on a and, three game losing streak yeah it was not good they opened great and then it just like went a little bit downhill i feel mm-hmm. like it's just defense for them they need to focus a little bit i wrote that down too defensive mm-hmm. woes because all their games have been like three four so five close. points off and I'm just like, you know, an extra stop here or there would have sealed the deal for y'all. Yes. And also, Liz Cambage, all that shit talking, she needs to step up her game because apparently she's like shooting the worst and has the worst. She has 5.3 rebounds per game. Granted, it's only, like I said, like five games. But that's mm. like her worst start yet in her mm. career. And I, that was supposed to be their big pickup. That's like their replacement yeah. for Candace Parker. Candace. And she's not feeling those shoes, honey. <laughs> mm. It might be like the the first game jitters or something because she looked hyped to be playing like the home opener, but yeah, like at the towards the end they just kind of like fall apart, and I'm like, what's going mm-hmm. on? And definitely on defense, but I don't know if it's like 
the coaching's fault because I will give more credit to Derek Fisher. He is offensively, he got in so much better. Um, mm-hmm. Lexi Brown is hitting, is getting the shots in. Um, Jordan Canada is killing for the spark. So I'm like, yes, this is great. It's right. just that the that like those last minutes, I don't know, like they just. That was their. That's like, been they their go crazy. issue. That's been right? their issue for a while. So, is that they can't finish. So I feel like that's on Derek, maybe to switch up the lineup, switch up the rotation towards the end, um, or maybe like their defensive coordinator to come up with plays that or stops, like you mentioned. Like I don't know, something needs to happen. But three game losing streak quickly turns into six or seven. So they mm-hmm. need to nip this in the bud quick, especially yeah. when you have like other when you're playing other like solid teams or teams that you're supposed to supposed to be like the younger rookie filled teams and they don't so yeah they need to get it together yeah it's definitely an awkward start for them but Mm -hmm. on the flip side of that uh who has a hot start right now is the aces they are they're four one yes that's so so good for them. I like number Asia. two in the <laughs> number two in the power ranking. They have newfound head coach Be- Becky Hammond on their side. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some big wins against the Mercury, the Storm, and then the Mercury again. Um, so, and then we saw. I don't know if you saw. I think it was last night, two nights ago. Uh, Diggins, Skylar Diggins, and Tarasi yeah, from the Mercury got a little spicy on the sideline. I, I didn't. I didn't see what happened. The play I, before, I don't know so what led no up to it. I just know that Skylar was like sitting there looking like I'm about to snap, I'm about to snap, and then she just got up and snapped. And Tarasi got up and was like, "You're not about to snap at me." <laughs> you know what is crazy? Because like when I saw that video, I was like, "She reminds me of me when I get mad." Because I feel like she was just telling herself like, "Don't do it, don't, don't do, do it. it, don't do it, don't do it," and then she was like, "Do it." <laughs> the little was like, that is. The little devil on her shoulder was like, get up, do it. <laughs> and she was like, ah, fuck it. I'm like, that's literally how I how I how I react to some situations. Not all the time, but I was just like, yeah, I can relate to that. But yeah. I don't know what happened. And that makes me like not anxious, but I just I like to know what's going on. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know if it was a play before that got her upset or I what, think they what was the deal. Generally frustrated. Um, one, this is because they were a, losing. Mm-hmm. A, yeah, another loss to the same team, and they were both not shooting well, which is funny. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny and it's not funny. Obviously, that probably added to the frustration. It was like, you know, you're mm-hmm. not shooting well, but you're not shooting well either. And it's just like we're supposed to both be shooting well because we're supposed to be leading the team. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a little frustrating for them, and. But the Aces took advantage of that frustration. So Yeah. And I feel like the Aces are definitely off to a hot start, like you mentioned. When you're beating teams like the Mercury, like the Storm, and even the Dream, because the Atlanta Dream have a lot of, like, young rookies, and they've kind of been on a hot start themselves as well. And to mm-hmm. just be like, oh, you're not going to come in here and do what you're doing to the rest of the team. Like, no, this is, like, we're ready for – um to go back to the playoffs we're ready like to actually win this and you can see it in their i feel like in their motivation and when they're playing like derica mm-hmm. hamby's out there super concentrated super focused getting like i think double doubles every other night which is crazy She's you have fan. um asia yeah and then you have kelsey plum it's like it all fits really well and i do give a lot of credit to becky hammings i feel like she's been able to come up with like these plays and stuff that just makes it look so easy like so fluid mm-hmm. like it's and it's so different from last year and so For i sure. feel like 
they definitely are someone to look out for this season. Yeah. Uh, and like you were saying, you know, first off, Kelsey Plum is back. You know, she was dealing with an injury. She had 20 mm -hmm. points in that game against that frustrating game versus the Mercury. Um, and then all their starters were in double digits as well. So it, it's kind of like everybody seems like they're on the same page so far. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we have seen where teams fall apart, where they, they can't seem to get on the same page. And everybody's kind of out there trying to like oh, I'm going to do this and we're going to win. And it's like, no, no I in team. So mm -hmm. figure it out. That's why I'm excited for Saturday because they're going to rematch again, Mercury and the Aces. So it's going to be fun to see. I know, again, <laughs> mm -hmm. to see, to see like if they can continue that pace or if the Mercury kind of like learn from their last couple mistakes and actually get the win this time. Because it's just like... Right. You already played this team twice. You should know at least some of their plays or exactly. kind of how to stop one or two players. So let's see if they learn from that. But if they don't, then the aces are just looking too hot. Yeah. I mean, you know, granted for where we are in the season and for the loss that the Mercury has as far as Kia Nurse is out still with an ACL injury and then Brittany Griner is still detained exactly. in Russia. And that was also extended an extra 30 days. So... Who knows when, when she's going to come back. Obviously, we're praying for her to come back healthy and safe. Um, it doesn't look like she's in the greatest situation over there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who knows if she's going to have the mental capacity to play. And that's a bit, that's their, like, Tarasi and BG, like, that is mm -hmm. their team. And right mm -hmm. now they don't have that big girl, like a 6'8 girl with a, diverse portfolio as far as where she can shoot from and who she could defend and what players they can draw. And yet they still are in the conversation as far as best teams in the league. So, yeah, you know, it's just really, are they going to be able to adjust to that? And I'm sure some of that is mentally pressing. The league was able to put uh BG decals on basically all the floors and mm -hmm. it just bring awareness to her situation. Um, and, like I said, hopefully the NBA and the WNBA have both came out and said that they're working to get her back home. Um, obviously, Russia is a tough country, so just got to see yeah. how that plays out. And they're also in a war, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's such a difficult situation, and to just focus on basketball would be kind of like we'll be doing us a disservice because mm -hmm. it is a difficult situation. And these are, like, real people. So yeah. the, this is a girl that all the team knows and just like playing with that and knowing that a friend a teammate is like not where they they're not living here they're not with you they're not traveling with you as they normally would i'm pretty sure it's like it's definitely a mental thing as well so exactly the fact that they've even gotten as far had those some of those wins is already a victory within itself for the mercury exactly. but um but um yeah i mean i feel like there's still definitely potential it's like you said, it's really early in the season. There's still potential. We still have players coming from overseas back to their teams. And then once they get like everything going, I feel like it can, we'll see more competition for sure. Exactly. There's more um, players, like you said, coming from overseas. There's also players that are still dealing with like COVID protocol situations. Yeah. It's like the first 12 A days. Lot. Yeah. This, let, let, just, let them get the hang of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's a whole mashup of things uh, going on, but it's, you know, there's a lot of women, a lot of wins going on in women's sports. You know, U.S. soccer was just able to equalize their pay to men's soccer. Mm -hmm. um, the W has raised their cap price as far as how much they're going to spend and invest. So I really think this season is 
just going to get better and we're going to keep talking about Brittany Griner yes. and we're going to keep drawing, you know, um, awareness to her situation. We're going to get her home. So, yeah, I mean, it has to happen like now, like yesterday, right? like exactly. I was just about to say that like yesterday, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I mean, the more we talk about it, the more we like bring more light into the situation. At least now I feel like someone, they have to listen. Like they have to listen exactly at that, at this point. But, um, I feel like we got through everything. This was a fun episode. We I feel did. like we we got through everything and very informational. <laughs> yes, we did that. We're like on our roll. This is episode 49. We're literally about, about time. About to be at episode 50. It doesn't even That's make be sense. Crazy. We've been doing this for several years and it just keeps getting better and we just keep winning in our fields and it's just like, yes. <laughs> it's like pet pat yourself in the back exactly right deserve that we did that we did that period <laughs> but yeah um i could close it out <laughs> awesome perfect thank you guys so much for listening thank you guys for coming back every time and supporting us again Brittany griner Brittany griner Brittany griner bring her back home i am bronna marks and i'm here with Let's see first. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys.